Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What's the weirdest thing someone's written on your Starbucks cup? Like the barista. Oh, girl. I don't I don't go to Starbucks like that. Really? What a, you gave me a gift card. Where'd you get the gift card? Online. The internet. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I have to share this because my girl, first of all, she gives me this whole thing about how she just takes such care to like spell the names correctly. Does she? And I like heard her say my name and I felt something was off, but I was like, no. Yeah. Because the way she like no one would no one would say that's my name after I said it. Courtney is a common name. Like yes. <laughs> I get my cut. F O R T N E Y. Fortney. Fortney. <laughs> girl, where? Girl, why? Girl, who? Welcome to Job Logs, a podcast that features candid conversations with young professionals about work, life, and everything in between. Hi, I'm Joy Marie. And I'm Courtney. And this is Job Logs. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, salutations. Yes. Okay, this is the break room, the coffee break. Your workplace friends just chopping it up. Yep, yep. Every Monday on ACAST iTunes, your preferred podcatcher catches there. Yeah. And uh, coming up today, we're going to be talking interviewing. Yes, Courtney. yes. I have joined the ranks of the interviewers. Have you? Recently. Congratulations. And yes, 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 yes. I have learned some things, so I'm excited to share that mm-hmm, with you guys. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to share our lessons from the other side of the hiring table, plus our usual fun segments, hired and fired, adulting, and more. So, stay tuned. But first, we got to check in. So we always like to start our episodes with clocking in, seeing how we're doing personally and professionally. And we recommend you do the same with your networks. Courtney, what's up? Um, I'm hanging in there. Okay. Like the little poster with the cat. No. Okay. <laughs> There's a motivational poster with like a cat hanging hang on a limb. And he's like, I hang in there. Yeah. Okay, it's fine. Getting the reference. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so I'm kind of also figuring out the best use of my energy. Because mm. I saw this thing the other day and it was talking about how like, are you like you have you're in your position for a reason. So mm. are you learning from what's the lesson that you're supposed to be learning right now or are you so busy trying to get out of it you're not mm. getting the lesson mm. and I feel like I kind of it kind of read me mm. and <laughs> I'm trying to reevaluate because I'm just such I'm a very yeah. I'm always on to the next I'm yeah. like ambitious I'm like this is we've it. talked about this before. we talk about this all the yeah. time like just the pitfalls we both ambition. are that way yeah so it's, it's like, like I'm always like this ain't it. Yeah, let's make it what it is. Do you think that's like a generational thing for Maybe. millennials? We are just like, you know what? This is not giving me what I need. So right. I'm gonna go ahead and hop over there. So it's like, am I just like creating more mm. conflict than I need by mm. fighting it, or am I just like on the path to greatness? I don't know. You know, I think about like our parents' generation and grandparents' generation who kept careers for like 
20, 30 yeah. years. I think my dad's been at his job for 30 years, Whew. which is insane. That's <laughs> yes. like older than I am. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's just like, I don't, I, I wish I could be that content mm-hmm. <laughs> with something, but it's just, it's not in, it's not in me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We're going to figure it out, though. Another thing that I saw that really helped me was it was J.K. Rowling, um, author of the Harry Potter mm-hmm. series, and just general, you know, queen. And <laughs> You're familiar. <laughs> yes. And, you know, she said, like, someone tweeted out, like, one of those packagings, like, J.K. Rowling's rules for success. Mm-hmm. And she, like, retweeted and said, I hate these things. Oh. Because she was like, basically, I've been winging it my whole life. Uh, I mess up all the time. Like, mm. You know, yeah, whatever. and I was like, you know what, girl? That is truth and honesty. Listen, sometimes you get so caught up trying to yeah. strategize and Nobody like, what am I doing playbook. wrong? Yeah, it's like, girl, it'll work out. Yeah, so. you're right. So, all right. Well, you're optimistic. Yeah, your birthday is coming up. It it's this is. Week. Yes. It is. Yes. Happy day. Are you one of those like reflections for your? birth year or the year ahead type people um uh, not generally like for my birthday as long as i'm not at work (laughs) and then i always try and take a trip like i Mm. i always like to travel for my birthday so as long as i have that yeah you're good i'm good and like it all starts to blend together after a while Mm. i think after the 21 depressing (laughs) it's not even depressing girl because i get better with time like once like my 30s are gonna be so lit. My 30s are going to be so cute. So lit. So it's fine. Okay. Cool. Um. Well. What's going on over there? I have a lot going on still. <laughs> <laughs> Always. I think that's just like a New York state of mind or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Work event coming up. Essence Fest, which I cannot wait for. Yeah, It's going to be so turned. I'm going to be at Drago's eating all the charbroiled oysters. Oh my God. I forgot about the Girl, the oysters. It's going to be the time of our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have this um, panel at Podcast Movement coming up July 6th through 8th, moderating um, a session. It's called The New School Young Professionals Disrupting the Media Landscape. And you have really great panelists, too. I do, I do. But I pitched that panel idea, Mm -hmm. and I pitched all the panelists for the panel, and it got me thinking about... um, how sometimes when, you know, last episode we were kind of in a rut and getting out of it. Now it's summer, full swing. Um, I feel like we're kind of mm-hmm. well on our way. But it got me thinking about how you can create a lot of your own opportunities. True. When, you know, things aren't going your way or maybe if there's things around you that you don't like. It's so easy to just kind of reach. Or, you know, let me not say it's easy because it's not always. Mm-hmm. But it's easy to make the effort to just go ahead and reach out and try yeah. to create these opportunities. Um, and I find that that's something that I do a lot in general in life. It's just if I'm ever bored or like, I don't know, understimulated, I'll just start something new or reach mm-hmm. out or connect with someone or have a conversation. And so all that to say, just to encourage you guys, like, you know, if things aren't going the way you want, you're not seeing the types of things that you want to see. I know this is a dialogue that happens a lot around media and representation. If you're mm-hmm. not seeing people of color and things like that, other issues that are much larger to solve for. Yeah. Don't be afraid to start to create in those spaces where you're not seeing what you want to consume. So, yeah. yeah. Which is a great, much more productive stance than, say, 
I don't know. I just feel like a lot of us get caught up in critiquing what other mm. people do or critiquing a system. And we get so mm. caught up in the critique that we forget like we have this power to do That's things. That's true. Make things. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So now for rants, phrase and reviews where we're putting a spotlight on what's making life better and maybe making it worse mm-hmm. or what could be better mm, yeah so what we're talking today i have a it's kind of all three okay <laughs> rant, rave and a review yeah right. bundled i'm curious and that i'm announcing that i am now team lyft lyft to uber oh i took one over here yeah tell me more so I tried Lyft mainly because I was like somewhere late at night. I yeah. always spend money on an Uber and I got stuck in traffic. Yeah. And then I remembered Lyft like gives you the free credit, like your first five rides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I took Lyft mm. and it was great. And then they kept sending me coupons. <laughs> <laughs> and I, <laughs> which well, I makes me sound like an old lady, like coupons. <laughs> But yeah, like that's amazing. Promo codes, yes. promo codes. You get no, but it was like built into the app. So oh, like sometimes is? they'll be like, oh, you know, Monday through Friday during work hours, you can go yeah. to Manhattan, yeah. and it's fifty percent. Like yeah. and like, come on, give me a discount. Yes. I'm in there. But the real reason that I'm into Lyft is one, I talk to the drivers a lot, and they prefer Lyft mm, just why? because I guess the cut is better than Uber. Oh, okay. But then as I'm like reading more stories, I feel like Uber. Shady business practice. Oh I've been hearing a little bit about that. Oh my god! And then one in particular, um, I was reading about the subprime lending market. As you know, um, like the housing crisis started mm-hmm. with subprime loans, people qualifying for loans that mm-hmm. they really couldn't pay off. Yeah, and they're saying that trend is shifting to the auto industry, hmm. and Uber is in the mix. Where auto loans on cars, auto loans for your okay. car. And they're in the mix. They're not giving out loans, but they're referring mm. people for car loans. Basically because they're resources drivers. They mm. want drivers with nice cars. Yeah. And that's a limited resource, yeah. especially with their competitors. So yeah. basically, they're uh, like offering these too-good-to-be-true loans mm, to drivers. Mm. And then they're like, oh... The de- will deduct the payment like right out of your Uber uh, earnings. So it's like you're caught up with going with them once you get this car because your earnings from Uber like yeah. deduct your payment. Then yeah. it's like ballooning. Oh, and people are kind of like trapped with Uber. Oh, interesting. And then yet they still like call them contractors so they don't have any benefits or anything. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's just the full. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I have been, I've, I've very team Uber for many years, but mm-hmm. I can't really ignore all of that uh, yeah the seedy stuff yeah that i've been hearing i've been hearing a lot of it and then um I mean, from a consumer perspective, I hop into an Uber <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, this is really cool. They just announced mm-hmm. this feature where I can sync my Spotify with yeah. your, you know, with your audio system. And the Uber driver will be like, what now? <laughs> they don't tell what, them the anything. What, what? <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, I didn't get the memo on that. Yeah. What are you talking about? And it's interesting, too, just for a larger conversation. Um, who was I, you know, I got to start writing your names down when I hear you guys <laughs> say such great stuff. But just talking about how, like, we assume, especially Silicon Valley, they make mm. this play that, oh, tech is going to fix everything. And yeah. we're, like, democratizing all these things and mm. sharing economy. And, like, we are just going to make such great things with these millennial techie people. Yeah. But really, it's like, 
the inequality, the discrimination, like you hear stuff about Airbnb yeah, and all yeah. these things, like that just shifts over because the yeah. structure is in yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you're just the utility, like yes. the app and stuff, you're just really duplicating the same issues and problems. Like yeah. you have to get to the heart of that. Yeah. And it's, I, I think that's also about the people, right? Is that that's, the mm-hmm. people need to be your largest asset as a company. And anytime that, especially now that we're all socially conscious and care about like corporate response, social responsibility, you can't treat your people like mm-hmm. a secondary asset, right. which is what it sounds like in some of these scenarios. Yeah, like happening. all that predatory yeah. stuff. So yeah. it's, mm, mm. Okay, side eye. Um, but I'll get into left. I'll check that out. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for the time. I'll give you my code. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a rave. Yay. Uh, that's as less profound, but... Um, <laughs> My rave is meeting agendas. So, you know. (laughs) Y'all in these meetings. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, you know what? If you're going to put an hour-long meeting on my calendar, yes, send an agenda in advance. I would like to know what we're discussing. That is my rave. I love them. I love them. You love meetings or the agenda? Meeting agenda. (laughs) If we, we're not talking about meetings here. If the meeting is happening already. It's just happening. I need to know what we're covering. Yes. So, you know, the flip side of that is also don't just send blank meetings to just have meetings Mm -hmm. without letting people know what you're hoping to cover. And by agenda, I mean, not just like, oh, here's topic one, two and three we're going to be talking about. But what's the objective? What are we accomplishing? What are we accomplishing? Mm -hmm. What is if I'm in this meeting with 10 other people, what decision do you need from me? Because yeah. my feeling is I don't need to be oh there. Oh, my gosh. That's my gripe. My top gripes with meetings are, one, I go to the meeting and it has nothing to do with me. Mm. Like, I'm just sitting there like, what yeah. am I in here? Right. Of my time. And, two, when it's like you walk out and you're like, why? Like, yeah. we just talked and talked and we're basically in the same place. Yeah, spot. yeah. It's exactly. Ugh. It's the worst. And, I, I mean, I would even say, like, to a lesser degree, meeting agendas for informal meetings, too. So, mm. yeah, I'm not going to email you, although Courtney will probably attest that I have. <laughs> I'm not going to email you for just doing coffee and send you, like, a formal <laughs> agenda, although I probably have done that. But I could at least tell you, like, hey, I'd love to chat with you and catch up with you to learn more about your career. Mm-hmm. Are you free this time? Because then that gives people a sense of what you're hoping to meet about versus, yeah. like, Hey, Tiffany, I really admire, or hey, Tiffany, are you free for coffee in the next two weeks, right? Yeah. For what? To talk about what? (laughs) Yeah, because I'm the type of person, I don't like being prepared. I like Mm -hmm. to think things through beforehand. So, yeah. Yeah. Just let us. Meeting agendas. Don't waste time in 2016. (laughs) Amen. Right, guys. So as promised, we're going to talk a little bit about the interviewing process. Yes. Now that we've both officially been on both sides yes. of the hiring table, there are lessons to be learned. Yeah, both applying for jobs and also hiring for yeah, roles. Yeah, for sure. So um, the first thing I feel like we need to discuss is the resume. The resume. That's always like a... I wish we could get rid of resumes, to be honest. Yeah, I wish to. And you know what? I've been hearing these. I've seen these articles since I graduated talking about the resume is dead. You don't need yeah. You need a resume. You need <laughs> <laughs> We're not here to revolutionize We're not there the yet. landscape. So you need one. And while you need one, what are a couple common things you see 
that like are just huge red flags when you get a resume. You know what? I have seen resumes and I'm like, why? I've <laughs> like, I'm like flabbergasted. But really, and then I was thinking about like, how did I learn how to write yeah. a resume? Like, how did I learn these things? And then I remembered that I went to my career office mm. at Howard, my mm. undergrad, and I had, shout out to Ms. Dudley, Dudley. and <laughs> that School of Communications on, career office. Like, she sat me down, like, got me together, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think you can tell when someone hasn't had someone get them together. Okay, okay. And the main red flag is when I open your document and there are two, three pages really? for your resume. Mine's two pages. But you aren't entry level. Okay. Entry like, level. I was hiring for people, like, straight out of okay, college. Okay. So, int- so length appropriate to your length experience. Length appropriate. I have somebody else, an objective party, tell you what that is, too. Because yes. you might feel like your high school internship needs to be there, but it doesn't. It doesn't. I don't need yeah. a bullet of, like, every single thing you yeah, have ever, ever done. done. Right. That's a good point. So I feel like when I get a resume, the only thing I'm reading that resume against is the job the person is applying for, right? So that means every piece of information that you present on the resume that you send to me for a role I am hiring for Mm -hmm. needs to directly apply to either the company or that specific role. Right. So like, you know, say you've had three jobs out of college. Mm -hmm. You can... One, do an audit to see if you need to include all three. But if you are going to, only include the elements of those three jobs that apply to the role yeah. you're applying for. for so if it's a project management role, tell me about how you've managed timelines and deadlines and projects and all those competencies that relate to that in each of those three jobs. Right. Right. So also, for example, if I, I work in an arts organization, mm-hmm. um, if I'm hiring for like a marketing role, I want to know about your marketing experience. Right. Now, it's great that you have an interest in the arts, right. but the fact that you were in all these performances right. and your role right. and the character that you... I right. don't care. <laughs> that, that's an interesting distinction because that's industry versus right. the job function. Right. right. So it's like, yes, this is... Like, it's great that you're in the arts, but mm-hmm. that's like a bullet. Yeah. Like, that's one sentence yeah. saying that I have experience. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is my passion area. Like, yeah. that tells me the same as this one page of all of your theater credits. Yeah. You know, that's funny because I got... Um, I've seen cover letters, and I recently Can realized... Can we talk about cover letters? Yeah, because cover letters go with resumes, so we're going to group them okay. kind of together. And a cover letter can also just be the email that you write that accompanies the resume, I right? love when it's just the email. Right. Like, I love that. I love it when it's just, like, two paragraphs. Yeah. Like, I don't... You don't need I don't a formal cover letter that. unless somebody asks for one. Yeah. But... As we are talking about that, because you talked about that, the industry versus the job function. I just had this epiphany recently that I don't care. Like when you write a cover letter that's like, and I'm so passionate about the arts and here's why. And I just have a passion and passion is great. But like Mm -hmm. that's like fluff, fluff, nothing, nothing. Yeah. I realize that I respond way better to cover letters or cover emails, whatever you want to call it, that are like, Here's the experience that I've had in marketing. Here are the last three companies I worked at, and here's what I did for them in their marketing efforts. And that's why I'm attracted, or here's why I'm interested in this role, and here's why I think I'd be a good fit. So basically, yeah. like my formula for cover letters is like, 
here's how I discovered this role. Here's the past experience I've had that can like, mm-hmm. you know, supports my submission to this role. And here's like what I'd like to see in the future. Here's yeah. how I'd like to grow and move forward. Yeah. Right. And that to me is way more powerful than like fluffing it up with like industry stuff or yeah. jargon. Yeah. And also a great um, tactic is to talk like a human. True. Like, <laughs> I've read like my past cover letters <laughs> when I just graduated, and it's just to so him, it's like concern. so grandiose. And, like, am I in the 17th century? Like using, and you can always tell when someone's using a thesaurus to yes. like beef up there. Yes. It's just like <laughs> we are both humans. Like, and the part of hiring is like you want to hire someone that like I have to share an office with you. Yeah. Like I want to like feel that we can build yeah. a relationship, and like if you are talking like George. Washington <laughs> girl I don't know um listen I was guilty of those I would have like four. Oh my gosh paragraphs. reading my past cover letters oh, horrifying terrible horrifying. terrible it's like I'm like it's a miracle and I think because looking in you think like business like you think it's this yeah, dodgy thing that's not but like it's like it's people relationships yeah, yeah. and people um so so that's like we talked about cover letters. We talked about resumes. I mean, there's so much more we could talk about. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say definitely taking a look at those. And yeah, working with a third party. I think that's a big, big thing is yeah. getting someone with professional experience, mm. whether it's someone with like career, a career advisor, or it's just someone in that field. Like yeah. get someone else, get to someone else to look. look at it. Okay, cool. Yes. Um, so what next? So okay, so now you your resume. We submitted it's our together. resume. It's, it's snatched. In there. Yes. We've got our callback. Mm-hmm. Whoop whoop. Yes. Now we're in so interview now, stage. interviewing. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so your interview might be a phone interview. Mm-hmm. It might be in person. I mean, there's all types of ways that people are interviewing. So pre-interview, mm-hmm. I would say. A healthy piece of feedback is to ask questions. You know, who it might be HR that's coordinating it for you. Yeah. Find out who you're interviewing with and look their LinkedIn. Up. Look them up. Mm-hmm. What's their job function? What do they do? Learn about them so that when you go in, you're not completely wildly unprepared. Yeah. Um, so now you're at the interview. Yeah. You've done and your also, research. And also, when I think about questions to ask, usually, it's I, it goes back to relationships. Like I think about like how this role. How does the role interact with mm. the person that is doing the interview? How does the role act re- interact with other departments? Yeah. How does the role interact with the organization at large? Yeah. And I think people. One, you get a great sense of the company. Yeah. Like, with the answers that you get, and then the person that's interviewing, they see that you're thinking about. They can just see that you're thinking about a holistic approach. Like, you're thinking about not only this role, but, like, I think it shows that you're thinking about, like, how you can grow, how you can build on the role as well. Well, I mean, I feel like we should take a step back because you touched on a major key that I think a lot of people are not up on. Back it up. Prepping those questions for your interview. So, yes, you as the candidate are the person interviewing for the role. Mm -hmm. But you need to come into that interview. It's a conversation. A huge list of, yeah, conversational questions that demonstrate that you're thinking about it strategically, like Courtney said. But also, to me, demonstrate interest. It's Mm -hmm. the worst when you ask, um, 
you know, do you have any questions for me? Or like as an interviewer, you're asking all the questions and getting responses and yeah. then getting nothing back. It's just like, well, do you even want to gig. work here? Yeah. Or, you know, like this is your life. This mm-hmm. is about to be your career. You should care about what teams you're going to be working with or, you know, who your boss is going to be or their leadership style or philosophy. Mm-hmm. And plug. We have a resource. Yes, we do. We have an ebook um, awesome that's floating resource. around the web. It is 43 questions like that mm-hmm. that can demonstrate your interest in a company that you can ask an interviewer. And you can find that at jobblogs.com slash ebook. Yes. So start there. But yeah, mm-hmm. compile your questions. And then I think shifting from uh, questions to prepping your answers too. Mm. So I like to figure out like when they ask the tell me about yourself I like to Mm. already know like what my spiel is so tell me about yourself should not be I was born in Mississippi (laughs) (laughs) I went to high school no 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 no. nobody's actually asking about your life history that to me I mean I have a I have a formula I like to use I think that is really I kind of do my tell me about yourself as um Here's a little bit of what I studied and what I'm interested in. Here are mm-hmm. the roles that I yeah. kind of took previously. Like my career path. Yeah, like but then also, that. but then also not just like a narrative of like I did this then that, but like here are the roles I did, and here's what I found really interesting mm-hmm. about that work. And now looking forward, I'm looking to do X, Y, Z, and that's what brings me here to your Damn. company and to this interview. Yeah, you see that? You see how yeah. you tie it all in there? <laughs> Major key. Yeah. And then also, once you have your tell me about yourself down, just figuring out um, examples that you can point to when they talk about different skills. And you can say, well, not just that I have the skill, but I did this to show that I have the skill. Yeah. So it's like one thing to be like, it's one thing to answer someone's question to say, are you organized? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, this role requires a lot of organization and be like, yeah, I'm super organized. I was very organized in my last (laughs) role. And it's another thing to do. I like to do the STAR method. I know there are a bunch of different uh, acronyms, but it's basically like thinking of tangible examples and using like situations. So what was the situation, the tasks that you did or the actions and then the result. So the Mm -hmm. whole framework is the idea of like present a scenario talk through strategically how you thought about it and then also the impact and the results to Mm -hmm. the business. So instead of just saying, yes, I am organized, you would say, well, you know, at my last company, I managed a project and here was the situation. Here's what we were up against. This is what I did to approach it. Mm -hmm. One, two, three. And then this was the result that improved that situation. Yeah. You know, boom, that's some process. (laughs) Okay, this person's prepared. Done. Got it. Yes. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. (laughs) 
Okay, so we have our answers and our questions. Yes. How are we presenting? Oh, presenting. What is like the most egregious thing you have witnessed um, in an interview? Hmm. You know what? I had a pretty good round of interviewees. Okay, cool. But I was, you know what I do want to ask you is Mm -hmm. how do you figure out what to wear? Because, um, like, I work in an arts organization. Mm -hmm. So we laugh that we always laugh, like, we always ask each other, like, what did you wear to the interview? Because Mm -hmm. some people will wear, like, you know, a Two piece, you know, business suit, yeah. you know, their skirt, you know, their Hillary outfit. <laughs> no shade, Hillary. Don't do that. But, and it's like we have a very relaxed office. Yeah. But at the same time, that's tricky because you don't want to show up casual yeah. to the interview. So, like, yeah. how do you figure out the right thing to wear? Yeah. Well, so far, I've always been able to ask someone mm-hmm. that works there because mm-hmm. it's been companies that are at least big enough for me to find yeah. somebody to talk to informationally. Um, So I've been able to ask. But I would say, you know, you don't... It's almost just as bad to be overdressed in that two-piece suit as it is to be underdressed. You can't walk into a tech company and, like, you know, a skirt suit (laughs) and a blazer. Like, you just... You're out of place. So... I like to do, I actually like to wear interview outfits to show a little bit of my style, but not too much. So Mm -hmm. I might do like an accent necklace, but then like an all black dress or something simple that's like, you know, a straightforward, it it makes me look polished, my hair's together, a fresh face of makeup, fresh painted nails or nail polish on my nails. Um, and simple, but yet show a little bit of my yeah. personality still with yeah. some color. Because there's definitely outfits that, you know, your day-to-night outfits that yes. you can kind of shift exactly. based on the situation. Like yeah. maybe you'll have a little jacket in your, you know, bag in case it's yeah. a little more upscale than you thought. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. A blazer like helps for yeah. ladies. Like mm-hmm. just throw a blazer on anything, just yeah. about anything. But I mean, yeah, I would do research to find, even on the internet. Yeah, Glass like I'm store. saying, even like maybe their Facebook page, they yeah. might post stuff from the office. Like, exactly. So I would, I would, for an interview as a rule of thumb, I would try to do a step up from yes. what the day to day is sure. for your interview, right? For sure. Because you're trying to make a positive impression. Ooh, controversial question. So I was talking to one of my coworkers and she had a concern about her hair. Mm. This for a black girl, black girl time. Yes. yes. Um, Rest of y'all check And her in mother basically told her that like, you know, you know how moms are. Are you going to wear mm-hmm. your hair like that? <laughs> uh, I translation. And, yeah. You should redo your hair. Yeah, so like she had braids, I think. Mm. And she was like, are you going to wear your hair like that? And she asked me, and you, you guys know me, I'm very <laughs> much. <laughs> I'm very much of the school, like, if this is how you wear your hair, yes, wear your hair like that. Yeah. Because you're not going to, so yeah. are you just going to switch to a press yeah. Like every day <laughs> when you get hired, yeah. right? So no, like, and point. I'm the other school. Like, if this is an office that doesn't accept my the way hair, that the, way I, the way I am, you don't want to work there. Then I don't want to work there. I agree. I agree. But we, you know, we also have listeners that are not in creative yeah. fields that corporate. are in finance mm-hmm. or corporate or whatever it is. So the reality is this. Um, you you know what they say we got to work two times as hard wow. to get half as far. So I have not been above a little press for the interview or I'm just being real. Mm-hmm. I've done it or um you know if just whatever 
You know, I will admit, Put it though, up in an updo I won't go full on. Like, I mean, sometimes I, I will scale it back a bit. Like, I won't go full afro. Like, I won't yeah. give you <laughs> I won't give you that. Yeah. Just being real. That's right. not the way yeah. it should I won't be, give but it is the, we know, know it is the way yeah. it is. And, you know, I might do a little slicked down bun or something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to still show you that I have natural hair. Sure. But, you know, I might just put it together in something that's quote yeah. unquote neat because my hair is always neat um just to make that impression and then yes i will spring (laughs) the full afro (laughs) when i start y'all let me know i would love to hear i know i would love to hear what people are doing because that's kind of territory and i just um transitioned Mm -hmm. to natural in the last year and a half so i would love to hear what people are doing yeah i want to know because i mean i know like child we all have bills to pay so sometimes the whole sometimes free spirit you gotta kind of tamp it down for work so i get that yeah but if you have the option like i definitely feel like tone it down but don't if you have to put on a whole second skin yeah that's not worth it ever because you're gonna be miserable yeah you're gonna be miserable um all right so we're talking about what you're wearing you know what i have to say though um i've seen some things so It's, it's all about putting it all together. Yeah. So whatever look, whatever personality, make sure it's polished. Yeah. Go for the tailored materials. Mm-hmm. Don't leave that cotton from H&M at home unless it looks good. Okay, like, unless you know it what? You can finished. elevate some H&M, you but can. you got to look. <laughs> you, but you, you, you know you what? You have look. to know your body type. True. You have to know your body type. True. If you can get away with, you know, high-low mixes and throwing blazers on things and stuff like that, and you still look look just as polished as somebody that went to J. Crew and spent $400 on a suit, good for you. Like, that's great. Mm-hmm. My body, the way my body works, like, it's mm. things would be bulging and it just wouldn't be a good look. So I know that's not workwear for me. Yeah. But, um, you know, also a second set of eyes, second opinion never hurts in yeah. these situations. But don't let appearance be the thing that, like, doesn't Right, that doesn't get you to you. the next exactly. level. Exactly. Yeah, and I would say just far as demeanor in general, confident, yes. friendly, like yes. personable. Conversational. Like I try to when I have an interview, like I really just try to kind of psych myself up and yeah. just like, I am so fabulous. Yes. Like I'm walking in here and like, <laughs> yes, it's your pleasure. Yes. Like It is your pleasure yeah. though. Because you're solving a problem for this company. Mm-hmm. They have a gap that they need to fill and somebody is filling in for this role that's not filled yet and yeah. they are stressed and they need to get yeah. somebody hired. Yeah. There was some actress she said in an interview that when she her agent told her that like the casting director wants you to be the person for this part as much as you want the part. So yes. like don't be nervous. Like you guys yes. are trying to help each other. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But you said confidence, and that's huge. Feign it if you don't have it. Fake I've it been nervous. But going, uh, one little thing that makes a huge difference to me, when I go into interviews, you know, I'll talk about, oh, how's the weather? Or this office space is great. Do you guys usually sit open space? Oh, mm-hmm. or is that where the conference rooms are? Spark up conversation about something that you guys, like, yeah. you know, can have in common that's not related to the interview. True. Or, you know, oh, yeah, I live in Brooklyn and, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, did this this weekend or whatever. Because yeah. it adds, it lets people know a dimension of your personality outside of work. And the reality is people like to work with people that they like. So. Praise God. 
Yeah. I think that's it for interviewing. Okay. So you got it. You're asking your questions. You look good. You feel you good. Should, you sent your thank you note. Okay. After. All right. So we're talking about follow up <laughs> now. So you've had the interview. Yeah. What happens next? Well, you know, I have a lot of empathy for interviewers now because I used to be, because, you know, you're at home, you're anxious, you're checking your inbox every day, mm-hmm. and you forget that, like, this person, one thing I learned is, like, I still have to do my regular job. Yes. And interviewing takes a lot of work. Yeah, it So does. it's, like, give, you know, I'm more understanding about sometimes people taking a little bit yeah. to get back to yes. me. Because it's, like, it's a lot of work. It's not, it's. Bare, it's rarely personal. It's not yeah. you. It's either work or the budget got cut or HR. They're also working with a, a ton of people to fill the role usually mm-hmm. from HR to the hiring manager to the rest of the team. Yeah. So the decision is not on one person. Right, right, for sure. And um, I will also say um, I discovered that like there were candidates that had really interesting backgrounds. Mm. And there was even one in particular that I was like, oh, this skill set is amazing. I wish we could hire this person. But the role that we need to fill wasn't their skill set. So, like, mm. it was amazing writer. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I could really add something special to the yeah. organization. Yeah. But the thing that we really need is a design person. Mm. So it's like you might not get the role that you want yeah. but like you pr- you might have left a great impression exactly. with that person they might be thinking like oh my god if I had the budget I would yeah. so hire this person yeah. so I think not taking it as personally or as a hit on your yeah. confidence is yep. key and following up to say thank you regardless mm-hmm. which I have already expressed my opinions <laughs> yes. on in a past episode yes. but follow up to say thank you and then also if, if it's a company that you want to work for mm-hmm. right versus just that role Follow up with that person regularly anyway. I would like to encourage people to do that in general. But, you know, you can prioritize the companies you really want to keep on your radar. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not this year or next year, trust me, this workforce is so small. People's paths cross all the time. Mm -hmm. So keep in touch with people. Follow up. Add them on LinkedIn so you can see as they're moving around, as you're moving around. You never know when. Those lines yeah. of communication. And I have uh, one of my past bosses. He does a great job of, he'll just like send articles. Mm. Like that's kind of his way of keeping in touch with people. If he like, he was like, oh, I thought of you when I read this. Mm. And like, that's a really great, that. like, it's not taking up too much of the person's time. Yeah. It's not like making an ask of them. It's yeah. Just like, it's just keeping you Here. on their radar. Yeah, like, absolutely. I love that. If you don't get the role, mm-hmm. another key is to ask for feedback. What could yeah. you have done better? What was the reason maybe you didn't move forward? Maybe it was just that they had some other candidates that had experience that more closely aligned with it. But asking for feedback is something I notice not a lot of people do. And I mm-hmm. think that's so, especially if you're if you're planning to interview with a lot of different companies, you can take that feedback and improve your next round of for interviews. Sure. All right, so I think we we covered the full gambit. Like yeah. The resume, interview, follow up. Yeah. That was a bit of a brain dump. So, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think there's some gems there's in there. There's a lot. There. Yeah, yeah, there's so, a lot. So, you know, you guys let us know. Mm-hmm. One, let us know if, like, you're applying these um, tactics and how that's working out. Or yep. if you have, like, your own interview secrets that yeah. you think can help um, someone Other else. People, yeah. Definitely pass them on. Yeah, I would love to hear that. Thank you. 
It is now time for Ask Job Blogs, and this is the segment of the show where we address your career and life questions. Mm-hmm. Submit them to us anytime, covering personal life, work, whatever, to jobblogs.com slash askjobblogs. We're here for you. Cool. So we have a question from RJ. This is one thing. Okay, <laughs> okay I'm going to read it. I'm going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to read it. Hello, Joy Marie and Courtney. I'm new to your podcast and loving it. Thank you. I have a couple questions about how to search for a new job without burning any bridges at my current job. I'm really dissatisfied with the office culture at my company. Without turning this into a litany of grievances, my boss is a very harsh person. At first, when I was reading ahead, I thought I said trash, and I was going to laugh. <laughs> trash but person. It's, it's Maybe that, too. Listen. And that, combined with a bunch of other issues, leaves me feeling unsupported and downtrodden most days. For reference, this is my first job post-grad school, but I've been in this position for over two years and see no signals that things will improve. I'm ready to fly the coop, but because I work in a very niche industry, job openings are scarce. I'm working on an email of introduction to send companies and put some feelers out, but I'm not sure I can stay in my current positions longer without getting super burned out and bummed out about a feel I genuinely enjoy. He's also concerned about the optics of leaving our current yeah. job. Uh, here we go. Question. Does the gap <laughs> like that on the resume raise red flags for hiring managers? Mm, interesting. Or is it best to stick it out at his current job while angling for something better, even if it's a ways out? Hmm. That's a good question. So basically, how to leave a job without mm-hmm. burning bridges? Yeah. And is it better to... Leave, leave a job without like totally leave and become unemployed with, while you look or right. look while you still have a job. Right. I mean, my very strong feeling is unless this is a job that's literally breaking you down at a like mental yeah. health well being level where yeah. you, where leaving would be better for you. Um I would encourage you to stay. I would yeah. encourage you to stay because that paycheck. Unless you're willing to like wait table, like seriously, whatever. Yeah, unless you're Some willing other type to do whatever, like wait tables or a trust fund or your parents might whatever. But being unemployed and not having money is not being unemployed and looking for a job is very different. Yeah, my from mother looking tells for a job time, with a bless job. Bless her heart, because through my ups and downs, um, she often said like it's much easier to find a job when you have a job. Absolutely, because guess what? You're picky. Right, so then you're putting yourself in the position where you have to take something. I feel if you're like. unemployed, if you're yes, unemployed, yes, you're desperate. You're operating out of a position of desperation. Your money is going to run out in a month or three weeks or whatever mm-hmm. the case is, and you know you have to land something. And if for whatever reason things don't go as planned, as in my experience they never do, mm-hmm. um, you're just kind of stuck. So. I, I, my strong feeling is to always look for a job with a job where you can. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because, I mean, the question is, um, like, does a gap raise flags on your resume? And I feel like that's not the biggest issue here. Because you can always provide context for it. But it's, like, your mental health. (laughs) Like, your well-being. Like, are you willing to, like, deal with the uncertainty of not knowing how you're going to pay your bills? Yeah. And if if you do know how you are, then more more power to you. People will ask about the gap. I mean, even if Mm -hmm. it's a small one, it's not not a big deal if you can provide the right context. Especially since you said, um, I think you recently graduated or post-grad. So that's a good space to say, you know, I traveled or, Mm -hmm. you know, worked on. As long as you have some projects to fill that gap with, you're fine. So don't worry about that piece. But I would say keep that money flowing if you can. Mm -hmm. If you can't, 
it'll be fine. Just have an action plan in place. For sure. Good luck. Good luck. All right. We have another question. This one's from Anonymous. Okay. Um, should I pay a career coach or are you... A- are you <laughs> are you a waste of money i'm never a waste of money um but no i think the question is should i pay a career coach or is it a waste of money i know that investing i know that it is investing in myself but i don't want to be taken for a ride you know there was a little um skirmish on the twitters <laughs> with people Twitter. talking about i can't i love like you guys entertain me so when i'm at my desk and you know procrastinating oh it's hysterical because you barely tweet i know tweet i'm such a much. lurker like i'm such a lurker you guys entertain me so Thank um, you. But, <laughs> uh, just about like the um legitimacy of some of these coaches oh i'm coaching with no credentials yeah that is as common yeah so i really think that decision like it depends on one vetting the coach Mm -hmm. yeah and then knowing what you want to get out of it yeah i I don't have enough context you need to so yeah you need to know what you want out of it and then also working with a career coach is not an easy fix that gets you there faster. A career coach is going to give you homework. They're there to guide, right? They're Mm -hmm. not there to tell you what to do or to do it for you. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, my question to you would be, are you willing to do the work with or without a coach, right? Because you could figure out the steps. You may be able to figure out the steps you need to take on your own. A career coach might be able to guide you and give you added perspective, Mm -hmm. but you're still going to have to do the work either way. Yeah, so I feel like... You need to have a goal, mm. like something that you know that you're working toward. Yeah. And then that person can help you do that. Yeah. I will say, because I am dabbling They're not your therapist with to help uh, you stepping into that, mm-hmm. only because everyone keeps telling me I'd be very good at it. Mm-hmm. It's not something I ever thought I'd want to do. But... I have found that the conversations that are most beneficial, in my opinion, I don't know if my friends would agree, are the friends who have hit me up in a rough place or when they're stuck. Mm. And I can help give them perspective and Mm. optimism about how to get out of that. Mm. So to me, I think that's like beneficial. Or again, if you know very specifically, I want feedback on my resume or, you know, I want coaching for this higher level interview in another field that I've never had before. I want somebody that can help walk me through that. Those are like deliverables you can give to the coach so that they can give you the best feedback yeah, and yeah, experience yeah. but so other I think than that, it's yeah. like it's you have to do your own bit of soul searching like yeah. don't go in there wide open like hoping someone can like just tell help me. you what to do yeah. with your life no agreed one more question another long one <laughs> you I love these it. love letters um, yeah. okay <laughs> uh, this one comes from another anonymous Samita First, thank you so much for making this podcast. I love it. It helps me stay positive and your advice is valuable and real. Keep up the great work. For my question, I'm currently working for a small company in the bleep industry. I bleeped it out because y'all be telling on yourselves. (laughs) The work is interesting and the hourly rate is good, but Mm -hmm. the full-time offer seems far off because the work is slow. Mm. Recently, my best friend told me that her company was looking for an intern, and I jumped on it and told them that I would work the two days there that I'm not at my current job. After much consideration, I think the internship opportunity is more interesting and a better fit for me long term. So how do I tell the internship company that I want to intern there full time and how do I negotiate a good starting wage okay good question hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's good I mean 
Anytime I have started an internship in the past, I always had the conversation as part of the interview around Mm -hmm. uh, what's the growth mobility or what's the potential for an internship to convert to full time. Now, going back to our roundtable discussion, now that I'm on the other side of things, I actually see that internships are coded very differently Mm -hmm. in the back end and in HR than full-time jobs are. So Mm -hmm. I feel like companies know pretty much when they have the headcount to convert an internship to a full-time role or when they want interns to apply for full-time roles. But the two don't really go together like they're kind of treated separately and that's Mm -hmm. not to discourage you but it's just to say like don't assume that your internship is going to automatically convert to a full-time role if you're good at it because that's not usually the case really girl the budget is yes (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah so i think that's a great reason to like talk about it in the interview process so then your expectations are managed yeah so then you know like Maybe they just don't have the bandwidth. Um, use the word bandwidth. I'm sorry. <laughs> but they Those don't corporate have the resources. <laughs> oh, that moment you realize corporate has taken over yeah. your life. <laughs> but yeah, they don't have the resources to bring someone on. So I think yeah. getting it, and I don't think there's anything wrong or taboo about talking about it. No, that. no, no, not at all. It's great to talk about it because, like you said, then you manage expectations. So, I mean, I would say, like, so your question was, how do you tell them that you want to intern full-time? Is it... I'm confused. Do you want to work there full-time or intern full-time? It's more interesting. To intern full-time. Yeah, so I think she was just going to do it for two days. Oh, but and she now she's was thinking like, how about... How do I tell them that I want to intern full-time oh. and negotiate? Like, she went to full-time <laughs> and she would like a wage. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I think we need a step in. So it's an unpaid internship then. Maybe. I don't have all the facts here. But... So, well, I mean, have the conversation. I think that's the bottom line either way is, like, ask them, is there the potential to Mm -hmm. intern full-time? Can I do the five days a week versus the two that I'm currently doing? Also, do you have budget set aside for this internship? Could we look at it being paid? Right. It's all about a conversation. Yeah, so I think it's more approaching it as kind of fielding them for mm. like what their expectations are what their resources are instead of like going and saying I'm proposing that yeah. I work here full time and I then this is a great wage for right. me because then like that keeps you from looking dumb exactly. and they're like see the problem with that that's <laughs> <laughs> not happening right below. yeah uh, yeah okay so keep us posted let us know how it goes Now it's time for Hired and Fired. This is the segment of the show where we give props to people in pop culture and media that are doing big things that we admire Mm -hmm. or serve up termination papers to people who are not. We call it Hired and Fired. Courtney, you're up. What are you doing? Okay, so I am hiring today. Okay. After much deliberation, (laughs) I've decided to shine a spotlight on the one and only... Serena Williams. Oh, that's also a good one. Head beehive twerker. Yes. You know. <laughs> twerker. You know. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but also like one of the most talented athletes of our generation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just that. Um, but the reason I'm highlighting Serena is because she recently became um, the highest paid female athlete in the world. Yes, I saw that. And kudos, kudos to her. Yeah, black girl magic. Listen, and that is, 
you want to know the read of it all mm-hmm. is Maria Sharapova. Mm-hmm. She was the highest paid athlete before yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I can't beat Serena to save her <laughs> life. <laughs> Oh, wait. I never caught that. No. Okay. You were thinking about the drug tennis. accusation. I was. I was. I didn't catch okay. that. Okay. She hasn't. She doesn't do well. She doesn't. She doesn't fare I, well against... You know, I don't follow tennis. You yeah. guys. I'm sorry. But I was looking it up and I was reading some article written last year. Mm. And they were saying in 19 career matches against Serena, Sharapova is 217. She mm. won twice. But Mm-mm. she was the highest paid. So Listen, we're not going to get into why that is. That's hard. Half but as you far, see y'all. It. Twice as hard. But you see Half as far. it. That makes me angry. I know. But the reason that uh, she's hired is because despite being the highest paid rightfully female athlete now, mm-hmm. um, in a recent issue of Glamour Magazine, she talked about the wage gap. Mm. And she was basically saying how Roger Federer... I hope I said that right. Um, they won singles titles in August, mm-hmm. and in defending their art titles, he got seven hundred thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Williams got four hundred ninety five thousand. Yo, this is real. Okay, I have worked at companies where I, I worked in HR, so I mm-hmm. saw the salaries, and it was exactly that. It'd be women with the same exact title making half. Like right. It just, it's crazy. It just does. does I it just boggles the my mind. My, I can't even. It makes me so angry. And Serena told Glamour, uh, these sports have a lot of work to do. And I really hope mm-hmm. that I can be helpful in that journey because I do believe that women deserve the same pay. We work yeah. just as hard as men do. I've been working, playing tennis since I was three years old. And to be paid less just because of my sex, yeah. it just doesn't seem fair. Well, I have yeah. to explain to my daughter that her brother is going to make more money doing the exact same job because yeah. he's a man. If they both played sports since they were three years old, they both work just as hard. But just mm-hmm. because he's a boy, they're going to give him more money. Like, how am I going to explain that to her? Yeah. Work, yeah. Serena. And yeah. I know some people are like, why is she saying this? She's already rich. Yeah. But it's like she has the platform. Yeah. And she's using it Paying to it kind forward. of... Pay it forward. Pay it forward. And it starts, it really, like, this dialogue is so important because it starts with all of us, mm-hmm. with one, advocating for yourself and asking for what you deserve, but also for on the other side of things, if you're in a hiring position, if you are ever interviewing, if you're working with interns, it's important at all levels yeah. to pay attention and to make sure that everyone is treated and paid equally. So. Yeah. Kudos to her. Yes, you better. Yes. Work, Welcome Serena. to the team, Serena. <laughs> all right, before we go, we're going to get a, a little adulting in the mix. You know, we're all on a journey here. Mm-hmm. We're, we're striving, and it's, you know, <laughs> to get to being the people we need to be, we need to accept that we're adults here. Yes. And there's just little things that we all can do it's to time. be better, fully functioning adults. That's time. So what what do you got for us today, Joy? You know, it is time for us all to package our clothes and take them to the dry cleaners hmm. my thing today is dry cleaning okay what is what's what are we missing out from dry cleaning i mean one 
step your work wardrobe up <laughs> to have a couple tailored pieces inside. Oh my gosh, it makes such a difference. And then you gotta take, like, you gotta maintain them, mm-hmm. and to maintain them, you gotta get them dry cleaned. Yeah. Admittedly, I don't go to the dry cleaners <laughs> often. This is new for me too. Mm-hmm. We're all learning together. Um, but yeah, it just makes a difference. Yeah, it does. trench coaches, blaze blazers, things like that. Yeah, slacks, pants, dress shirts. Dry cleaners. Yeah. You know, I mean, look at the ta- the tags are there for a reason. They're not true. just for the size. It that's also true. shows you the care. <laughs> and you can't some, be throwing them in your washing some, machine and hanging listen, them up on your closet door. Especially if you're in New York and we have those old industrial Come washers. On. They tear your clothes to shreds. Yes. Dry yeah. cleaning. Pay the $7 or whatever mm-hmm. for the dry cleaning. Yes. That's it. And take your coats. Take your coats. Listen, we do this every winter in New York. <laughs> Your coat needs to be cleaned. I'm just going to leave it there. That went fast. Yeah, that was fun. Good times. Yeah, always back in the swing of things. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening. As yes. always, tune in, supporting the movement. Mm-hmm. We love you dearly. Yes, and if you're at Essence Fest, get your life in New Orleans. Please look out for us. Yes. We'll be out and about June 30th through July 3rd. Say mm-hmm. hi. Say happy birthday to Courtney. Please do. Thank you. <laughs> I'll be at Podcast Movement in Chicago the following week, July 6th through 8th. Holler if you're down there, or if you're in Chicago, say what's up. Maybe mm-hmm. you could take me to uh, Giordano's for some deep dish pizza. Oh my gosh, I was in Chicago and I ate all of the things. Oh, that's all I do there. Ooh, so good. Um, and let us know if there's topics that you want us to cover. Um, just tweet us at joblogs or hit us up on joblogs.com. Yep. And if you love the show, don't forget to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. That helps us out a lot. And then mm-hmm. we also get feedback. You know, we can address what you guys want to hear. For sure. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>